Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Or dental.net. Former Iowa State quarterback Brock Purdy led the 49ers to an easy win over Tom Brady and the Buccaneers in his first NFL start on Sunday. The Niners visit Seattle on Thursday night. Iowa State women's basketball improved to 7-2 and two with Sunday's win over Jacksonville. The Cyclones off until Sunday when they take on Villanova in the Hall of Fame Women's Showcase in Connecticut. The Northern Iowa men's basketball team in action tonight. They take on South Florida in Cedar Falls. I'm Doug Thompson. For 75 years, NCMIC has been doing the right thing for its customers, employees, and the community. Now, here's Miller and Condon. For the win! From the Jethro's Barbecue Studios, where every Monday, get one of Jethro's world-famous meal deals. This is Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Number two, welcome back. It's Miller and Condon. We're on Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO, toward the bottom of the hour. Uh, Nick Olson covers Iowa State for 24-7 Sports. Cyclone Alert will join us. The latest on Iowa State with Nick coming up here in about 20 minutes or thereabouts. Uh, right now, from one Nick to another, Nick Athen. You can uh, read what Nick opines about when it comes to the Kansas City Chiefs at ChiefsFocus.com and also owns PrimetimeSportsTalk.com, and he's with us. Nick Trent and Ken, thanks for coming on. How are you, Nick Athen? I'm doing great, guys. How about you? Doing okay. Just um, you know, watching the Chiefs doing what they do, and that's beat up on the AFC West again. Although it wasn't maybe the cleanest game. I mean, and here's what I'll say: um, the Chiefs' defense made a washed-up, overmatched quarterback look average yesterday, and Russell Wilson, which he hadn't been able to do all year long, uh, it was by far his best game of the year. Defensively, yep. Nick, the concern on the Chiefs would be certainly not Willie Gay. What a play he made, my God. Uh, but what is the concern defensively for the Chiefs? Is it secondary? Yeah, I think it's the secondary philosophy. You know, I mean, they're playing with four rookies, sometimes five, that back there. And, you know, you, you're going to take your lumps with these kids. I mean, it's just going to happen. And I think, I think they're so, they're all talented. They're very fast. They have good instincts. But when they have to play, you know, cover two or zone defense, you know, they just kind of get lost in space. And I think if, if Spags is going to, you know, win in the postseason, then they're going to have to rely on this defense at some point to make stops. Um, you know, if they're going to bring, bring pressure, uh, they're going to have to play man defense in the secondary and take their chances. Um, you know, there was, uh, you know, Judy just played a heck of a game. You know, he was on fire. He kind of mm-hmm. lit this team up. Um, you know, those are the kind of receivers that the Chiefs are going to face. I mean, you know, look what happened. You know, we could go in Cincinnati. So, um, you know, it's a concern. Uh, I think the pass rush is obviously better. I mean, they did get to Wilson at least six times and probably could have had at least two, maybe even three more sacks in the game. But the Broncos line obviously isn't very good. But still, that's my big concern uh, going into the postseason is will they be more aggressive with their young corners or not? Three interceptions from Patrick Mahomes, including two from Josie Jewell, the former Hawkeye. Boy, he had a game yesterday. He uh, becomes the first-ever player 
to have multiple interceptions in a, a game fact? against Patrick huh? Mahomes. If you had that uh, parlayed <laughs> really? for a long time, boy, you hit a big on that one. Josie Jewell, middle linebacker, making right. that one. But at three picks, again, it's Patrick Mahomes. Mm-hmm. And it feels like we're just, anytime we bring up any kind of negative, you're just picking nits. The guy's the best player in the game. <laughs> yeah, there's no question he's still the best player in the game. I mean, that, that play to McKinnon was, oh my God. You know, it was just a thing it's of beauty. Not I mean, fair. It was just, yeah. It's just, you know, I don't even know anybody, another quarterback that had the guts to do that. Probably yeah. Josh Allen. Yeah, yeah, um, that's but, good. Yeah, that's a good point. But you but you just look at him. I mean, you know, the here's the problem. What's going to happen, and I think you saw this in the Bengals game, is that opposing defenses are going to have a linebacker in the middle of the field just to stop Kelsey from going five yards or eight yards and turning around. And that's what happened yesterday. You know, he just didn't account for the linebackers in two situations. The third one was just a bonehead throw. And he admitted, and what I love about Patrick is he admits his mistakes. You know, he, 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 he owns them. You know, he knows what he has to work on. And I think with him sometimes he gets a little, I don't think he gets bored back there, but you know, he doesn't have clean pockets to work with. And I think he's also forcing, forcing some things because the tackles right now are horrible. They're playing terrible football. The last two games, this is the worst they've played in the pass protection scheme. You know, he's having to leave the pocket. You know, he's trying to force things. And, again, I, I think he can, if he has more time, he's going to pick this team apart. And then we're talking probably about a 34 or 40-point 40, 40 win. You know, that's the difference. You know, you, you give the Broncos three, short field, three, three possessions with short field, and they're going to they're gonna take advantage of it, or at least they should have, uh, which they did. But – for me, Patrick is just kind of – he kind of goes through these parts in the game where it's kind of ho-hum. It's either too easy too easy, or he's trying to do something that he knows isn't going to work, but he still tries it anyway, part of that gambler mentality he has. But, you know, those things will be fixed before they get to the pro season, I'm sure of it. Do you see, re- realistically, Nick, how many teams can come out of the AFC? Obviously Buffalo, mm-hmm. Kansas City. Mm-hmm. I'm going to throw Cincinnati, and I love the way the Bengals are playing right now. Yeah. And it's, when they they got a couple of receivers now again banged up, but Chase is back. Um, is there any more? Can you can you put Baltimore on that list? I don't believe in Miami. I don't. Um, no. I like the Chargers, but they're the Chargers, and they'll Chargers. They'll get. They'll do something wacky. Is it a three team right. race? Is there more than three? Are we overlooking anybody? No, I don't think there's anyone else to overlook. I mean, I, I think the separation between the Bengals, the Chiefs, and the Bills is, you know, three or points. And it's going to come down to injuries. It's going to come down to play calling. It's going to come down to, you know, penalties. You know, <clears throat> listen, these three teams are going to probably go 50-50 against each other if they play 10 games. And, you know, present situation with the Bengals owning the Chiefs for the last three times. But, you know, I think it would be hard-pressed for them to win a fourth in a row should they meet in the postseason. And I'm not a believer in the home field advantage. Or I, I think, you know, there are advantages and disadvantages to playing at home. Um, it's not going to matter to the Chiefs. Um, it probably isn't going to matter to the Bengals. It's probably going to not matter to the Bills. And I think that's what makes these three teams the best in the AFC because they just play football wherever they're at. Whereas a team like the Dolphins has gone on the West Coast twice. They've struggled. You know, Tua is just not the quarterback that people think he is. Um, Lamar Jackson, I'm sorry, I'll never buy into it. He will never win a Super Bowl. He may win a couple of playoff games, but he's not that kind of guy. You know, I mean, I put Brock Purdy ahead of him at this point. Um, but that's just me. I'm being biased because I love I love the kid so much. I think he's going to be a great NFL quarterback. You're right. Besides. Great story. Yeah, it's just those are the three teams. And, you know, on the flip side in the NFC, you know, I, 
I don't know if there's more than the Eagles at this point. The Niners. I think, I think the Niners belong. The, the, maybe. We'll see. I mean, you know, they lost their top receiver. He's going to be out a while. That's going to hurt. Yeah, high ankle um, sprain, right? Yeah. Yeah, Debo is something special. Yeah. Um, but that defense is good. Uh, but to ask this young kid to be that great in the playoffs, man, that's asking an awful lot. So that's why I kind of have the Eagles in the place where I think, uh, you know, I'd love to see an Eagles Chiefs Super Bowl because I want to see Kelsey versus Kelsey. Um, oh, yeah. But uh, I, I think, I think there's four teams, maybe five, that can win the Super Bowl this year, and I think the majority of those are in the AFC. I want to talk to you about a couple of defensive guys for Kansas City. First, Juan Thornhill, uh, the safety position, had a sack. He was all over the yeah. place making plays. And then yeah. Willie Gay Jr. And I saw at Pro Football Focus, they said maybe the best game of his career at their first look at the tape for Willie Gay Jr. Boy, and it feels like there's even maybe more upside to him. That mm-hmm. really both of these guys can continue to ascend up and really help this Chiefs defense. Yeah, Thornhill had a really poor game against the Bengals, and he mm-hmm. came back and, you know, he played a lot better in this game. He was more where he needed to be. He made some plays, had the big sack. Um, you know, he's in a contract year, so he, he's got to be great down the stretch. Willie Gay, you know, he's just one of these one of these dudes that just knows how to play football, and he's aggressive, sometimes too aggressive. Um, but that play he made, you know, tipping the ball to himself and, you know, getting away from Wilson and scoring that touchdown, that was the key, that was the biggest play of the game in my yep, opinion i agree the chiefs don't make that play they may not win it um so that was i don't think i think it was just a huge play but you know he's an ascending guy you know he had some issues obviously with the offseason stuff early in the year and he came back and he's played you know terrific football you know he can blitz he can cover i'm not does he have great speed no but you know he knows where he needs to be and he can hit but that play was you know shows why you know he he was a he was a guy that Chiefs really wanted, you know, coming out of college, and they figured it would take a little time. And, and credit to Spags, you know, for giving him more reps, you know, in a, in a three down situation, and uh, that's key too. So um, I, I think both those guys are going to be key. I think Thornhill is going to be super key uh, to the postseason and what he does in the secondary. Um, Justin Reed quite hasn't played the way I thought he would at this point, so you know that's a that's an issue aside, but. You got to have young ascending players, especially when you've got all these rookies and uh, playing on defense. But they've got five rookie starters on this defense right now, and that's that's unheard of. I've never, I've never seen either Spag or Andy Reid willing to do that. But you know, these are the best guys they have, and and they're smart, and wise playing. I'll get you out of here on this, uh, Nick. We know that the Bills and sure. the Bengals still have to play. I think it's the final Monday night game of the year, which will be spectacular. Right. Um, Meanwhile, the Chiefs, what's the, I guess you have to come up with one. What's the most probable trip up at Houston, home to Seattle, home to Denver? I guess it would be at Raiders by default, right? Although they'll be favored to win that game. Is that the, the one tricky spot left on the schedule for Kansas City? If you had asked me before the Raiders played the other night, I would have said the Raiders, but yeah. they just started to do Raiders things again. Yeah. Um, you know, I had thought Seattle would be the hardest game going forward, but, you know, they haven't looked very good the last couple of weeks. They're fighting for their lives right now. Uh, the Texans, I think they played their Super Bowl last week I against do the too. Cowboys. I don't expect them to, to give much. You know, in the, in the Denver rematch, I'm not, I'm not anticipating anything there. Um, so, for me, I mean, I, I still would probably say the Raiders game because yeah. it's going to be on the road, and that could be for home field advantage. And that will pump the Raiders up. It will be their Super Bowl. They're not going to the playoffs. and you know, They may have a coaching change again. 
you know, who knows? But uh, well, yeah, I hope not. Um, I like McDaniel's there. <laughs> I, I, I right? know we all want him there. Trust yeah. me. Yeah, with you know, I don't know who's going to be the Broncos head coach. I think Hackett survived another week because of the way the the team played yesterday. But you know, the the Broncos are going to be in for coaching change. The Chargers yeah. may be in a coaching change if they don't win um, the AFC West. Um, and uh, you know, I know there's a lot of talk about a lot of different coaches and a lot of different scenarios moving out, but. Uh, you know, Peyton seems to be the hot rumor, and I would not mm. be surprised if he goes back to New Orleans and Tom Brady is his quarterback next year. It wouldn't wow. shock me one bit. Interesting. Nick, have a great week. Uh, Trent, do you have anything else? I, I had one more that popped in my head watching the sure. game yesterday. Seeing Andy Reid over there and doing Andy Reid things and goofy mustache right. and the big dude, and I just thought, <laughs> they complete this. He wins another Super Bowl. What's a realistic scenario at 64 years old that he says, I'm ready? That he walks away. Do you see that even a possibility? And if it does happen, who would be the in-house candidate if they'd go that route? Oh, Nagy's going to be the head coach. Book it. It's done. <laughs> Good luck. He didn't come. He didn't come. He did not come back uh, <laughs> without the assurances that he was going to be the next head coach whenever Andy retires. You know, Andy has told people that I've talked to he liked to coach another three years mm. to the end of his contract. But if he wins another Super Bowl, and you know, Nagy's ready. Um, you know, I, I, I think I, I think he makes the move. He'll be a consultant for the Chiefs. He'll be part of the organization. But he just loves coaching, and he loves play calling, and I, I, he loves Patrick Mahomes. So I think he and Patrick ultimately and, and, and Mrs. Reed will make the call. But I, personally, if I was him, I would go out with two Super Bowl wins. But I could see him coaching, you know, trying to get a third before he retires in three years. I don't think he's going to coach much past that. I think he's going to go – you know, two, three more seasons, and that's it. And uh, we'll be on to the next generation of whatever Chiefs evolution there is. But um, I, Andy's too much of a competitor. Um, he, he he wants to win. He's got Mahomes, you know, right at the, you know, on the cusp of the prime of his career. And I don't think Why he leave? that up very easily. Yeah. Nick yeah. Athen, Nick, uh, <laughs> right. appreciate it. As, as always, Chiefs Focus, primetime sports talk. Uh, uh, Nick, we'll talk to you next week. Thanks for doing this. Appreciate it. All right, guys. Yep. Appreciate you both. Yep, take care. Good to hear from you. Nick Athen on those Kansas City Chiefs, and that's going to be a weekly talker as the Chiefs of the four regional teams are clearly in the driver's seat when it comes to favoritism to go the furthest. Oh, but the Vikings are 10-3. I know they are. Did you watch much of that I yesterday? I watched a lot of that one. I watched most of it. My wife was spitting nails at the television. Oh, my God. I've been trying you know to, what? I, I, I've been trying to ease... That it's not real? Right. Yeah. But you're Give winning the all these close games, yeah, and you get excited. They find a way to win it. And you build yeah. this narrative in your head. Yes, we're different. We can sustain it. Mm. You can't. How about the Lions? They're good. They're good. They're good. I don't know when the last time, how many years it's been since we've uttered these words. It's a rarity. The, the play that the, the play to essentially end the game, the pass to Penny Sewell. <laughs> On the jet sweep motion. On the jet sweep motion. Why do you have to follow this guy? What's he doing? Right. Wide open. Unbelievable. And he catches it and falls over. And, and game and... is over. Tick, tick, tick. Kneel down. Heather Burnside, our colleague, has joined us in studio. She's got a a trip to Arizona. This is how many times have you tried to do this? I'm not making fun, but it seems I, like it's... it's the third or fourth. This is our third time third trying time. it. Yes, yeah. because uh, we were supposed to go on a trip. One fall to to California and between the, um, no, wait a minute. This is my fourth trip. The first one, Alaska, was COVID yeah. impacted. I thought COVID got a baseball trip too. No, I'm getting to that. Okay. I'm going in order. Ken, <laughs> yeah. you asked. 
Uh, the first one to Alaska, Alaska canceled because of COVID. Yeah. Uh, the second one, COVID was still going on, but it was also blazing California wildfires in all the places we were supposed to be going. That one Probably was a stay uh, away. Yeah, canceled. Yeah. Then, yes, the, the next ring training trip wasn't COVID. It was the baseball strike. Oh, yeah. Like it got to the point where, okay, we have to make a decision whether or not this trip is happening. Right. And there they couldn't no get their poop in a group. The and, yes, yeah, yes, in a, yes together in time so we didn't get to go so yes now we finally get to go to spring training in arizona march 6th through the 11th march 6th through the 11th and, and how, will you try and see as many te- will you concentrate on one team you're gonna four try games and s- okay uh all chicago cubs versus okay. uh well we're gonna play the rangers yeah the white Sox. okay the reds and then um a wc uh wbc team Okay, that's a, uh, kind of an exhibition affair, right? Yes, that World Baseball Classic mm-hmm, is also going to be going on in uh, the Arizona area, which means, and I know this You're might be... You're going to see some superstars. Yeah, this might be mm-hmm. too much to hope for, but could I see Shohei Otani might. with oh, yeah. a WC team play against the Cubs? That'd that would be, cool. be amazing. Yeah. No, that would re- And be... we've never been to Sloan Park. Nor have I. Uh, I've, I'm super excited yeah. to do this. So it's uh, 6th to the 11th, <laughs> March 6th to the 11th. How many Four people games. do you want to take? Is there an, is there a limit that you can take on this? Um, we have not reached a limit yet, but okay. there's a, from my understanding, a nice little group going so far. Good, and of good. course, you get to hang out with me in Five O. Right, that's fun. And when you book one of these vacations, it's basically once you book it, you're done. I mean, like it you're includes airfare, hotel free. accommodations, yeah. all the tickets to the games, Transport. a lot of meals, yeah, ground transportation. Mm-hmm. They're going to have a few uh, other tours like Old Town Scottsdale and mm-hmm. the Desert Botanical Gardens. And we'll have some time to spend at the hotel, which at this point, you know, I don't know that we're going to see the sun around here for a week. <laughs> yeah. So I'm just sitting there daydreaming about sitting at a pool. And you guys might find a bar or two, right? Um, I'm sure. Yeah. Okay. Plus, that's also uh, during the time, uh, I believe, a little bit of it, of the Big 12 basketball tournament. So oh, I don't think awesome. we won't be trying to find a, for sure. have uh-huh. a little watch Game party watch. down there. Yes. Yeah. Good yeah, stuff. In the Arizona sunshine. Uh, nice, nice. How much is it? Do, do, is there a price point? I mean, I know there is. Do you, do you have it? Uh, hold on. Again, it's March 6th to the 11th. If you go to HolidayVacations.com, yeah. I will tell you how to navigate to get there. You just go to Find a Trip, and then it's Hosted in Station Tours. Then you put in keyword WHO, and all the trips that are going with the WHO radio will pop up. And I want to say that it's $3,000 per person if you go as a... But it's worry-free. Yes, you, you sign up for it and everything is taken care of at that point, right? Yeah. Good. Uh, what's the deadline? There has to be a deadline, I'm assuming. Your reg- final payment is due January 20th. Okay. Um, so if you want to sign up but then still have some flexibility of, are we going to be able to make this work? Are we not? Mm-hmm. I mean, there there is some fine print that you might have to read regarding when you would be able to get a full refund versus no. But you the final payment is due uh, January 20th. Well, I know a lot of people that file their taxes uh, early think uh, because they've got a little refund coming. Maybe that's something. Exactly. There you go. Well, good stuff. Um, all Cubs, three different teams, plus the baseball classic and exhibition game. Um, all at Sloan Park, you're following the Cubs on the road. There, uh, there's, oh, and I've already gone back from the... There was one stop that was not at Sloan Park. I want to say that was at the Rangers Spring Training Facility. Okay. So, you might see Jacob deGrom. Could. Who knows? Um, I think you're going to see most of this. What, have the Cubs done anything since I've been gone? Did they make a move? Did Cappy say anything? 
Uh, we talked a little bit about, of course, getting Bellinger. Oh, yeah, Cody Bellinger, right? Yeah. Who's it's on the a first one-year game. Deal. Sorry, it's the Cubs-Rangers. Uh, the first day is at Surprise Stadium. Gotcha. And then I believe the rest of them are at Sloan Park. Good. How's the, uh, how's the drive going, you and Sean? Good. I'm hearing nothing good but, th- but good things about it, which is awesome. Yeah, we're having a lot of fun. Good. Well, it sounds like it. The station needs a strong anchor in the afternoon. It looks like we've got one. And thanks to Brock Purdy for helping me out with <laughs> NFL stuff because I'm certainly not here to brag about the Bears. No. That Keep losing games. <sighs> That's the key, right? It Keep is. Lose, lose, lose out. But I hate it. I it, do it too. Now we're at this yeah. point of the year where, oh, I'm sorry we won because that means a worse draft pick. Mm-hmm. That's what it's all about. And we've seen them screw up in the two spot, the three spot, the eight spot. They can screw it up anywhere. What did they give up to, to go up and get Trey Lance? To get uh, Fields, you mean? Uh, no, no, to get Trey Lance. Uh, no, it San wasn't Francisco. Trey Lance. Oh, what yeah. San oh, San Francisco. What did they give up? I don't remember offhand. What did they give up to go move up and get Trubisky? Too much. The Bears, didn't they give up, like, they were already supposed yeah. to pick, like, six? And, and San they... Francisco wasn't. No, they were third. The point being is, if you move up to get a guy like that, you're going to get a haul in return. And you guys don't need a quarterback, and you've got a two or a three or a four pick. Right. But what I'm saying is they could get two, three, four picks, and they'll screw it up. We've watched a crappy organization for a long time. I knew what you meant, Trent. You actually, as bad as the Broncos have been here lately, you've watched a well-run organization for a long time. We've watched an aptitude, for me, three and a half decades. (laughs) Heather, about the same. A tick longer. Sorry, Heather. Boy, I'm, I it's, had been, a, it's a bad organization. It is a bad organization, and it might never change. <laughs> you know, move to Arlington Heights, whatever. So just moving your poop to a different location. <laughs> right. But I had a tweet yesterday about Russell Wilson that I think may have been misinterpreted. What did I don't you know. say? No, I just said, is it a good time to point out now that Brock Purdy's making just under a million dollars a year and Russell Wilson's making like $47 million? Yeah. And everybody's like, whoa, Heather, pump the brakes. You know, Wait, Don't be carving Brock Purdy's head for Canton... Yet, and I was like, "That's not what I'm saying." Uh, I I take him this week over Russell Wilson. It was more about any week over Russell Wilson. It was more about these huge contracts. Don't necessarily mean that every player in the league is just insanely rich, and also uh, value for the money. (laughs) Couldn't be happier for Brock Purdy than what he did yesterday. Phenomenal, phenomenal story. Uh, Good stuff. Um, More information can be found where holidayvacations.com. Holidayvacations.com. Search for the trip. WHO? Yeah, you just go to find a trip, yeah. hosted in station tours, keyword WHO, and you'll find it. Good stuff. Uh, we'll do this again at, uh, whenever you want. Promote it, maybe a different hour. Let's fill this bad boy up. Thank you so much, Good both to of see you. you. Good to see you. We'll take time out. Nick Olson uh, on Iowa State joins us when we come back. It's Des Moines Sports Station, 106.1800 bets off. With year-end approaching, you may have a surplus of dental care as part of your health plan. Fuller Dental has appointments available between now and year's end. Visit fullerdental.net or call 515-266-3437. 266-3437 to schedule your appointment at Fuller Family Dental. Fuller Associates Family Dentistry, located near Grandview Golf Course in Des Moines and a new location in Altoona, online, Fuller. Get in on the action with the world's largest sports book, right at your fingertips. Circa Sports Iowa is where the pros play. Enjoy the highest limits, lowest takeouts, and competitive betting menus. Download, fund, and bet from anywhere in Iowa. Circa Sports Iowa. 
sports betting the way it should be. Download your new bookie today. Visit CircaSports.com. Must be over 21 and present in Iowa to bet. Have a gambling problem? Call KXNO. Well, we are less than two weeks away from Christmas. You're looking for that sports fan in your life. Hook them up with some authentic brand gear. Authentic-brand.com has you covered from the Hawkeyes to the Cyclones, Bulldogs, Panthers. They got that and a whole bunch of colleges as well. And on top of it, they can help you out if you're in charge of getting your company fitted with apparel. Great gear that we all wear here on KXNO and across the iHeart media landscape here in Des Moines. It's a locally owned company, Iowa, and that's what we love here. Authentic-brand.com. Find out what they can do for you. Your sports fan. Ahead today. If you own a house, you've got a huge asset. And everyone's looking at it. With Wall Street investors buying up homes in Des Moines and renting them out like never before, you have to wonder, what do they see in your big asset that you don't? The truth is, if you sell your home instead of renting it, you can kiss your asset goodbye. Especially with today's higher interest rates, the best way to save your asset is to rent it out instead. Does renting make your asset look big? Yes, it does. Especially when you hire the professional landlords at Renner's Warehouse. DIYing your property management is a total pain in your asset. But with Renner's Warehouse, you never have to find tenants, collect rent, or handle pesky maintenance calls again. Don't lose your asset. And stop busting your asset trying to manage it yourself. Go to Renner'sWarehouse.com to book your free home rental price analysis today or call 515-528-4429. Renner's Warehouse. You can't buy happiness. Downtown Des Moines. Now back to Miller and Condon on 106.3 KXNO. Here's Ken and Trent. Hi, Miller and Condon. Welcome back to Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Uh, early in the program, 11 o'clock hour, I mentioned to uh, Trent the piece on how Brock Purdy was rebuilt, how they mm-hmm. broke him down and rebuilt him, and I couldn't remember where it was. I just found it. It's at Sports Illustrated. A guy by the name of Connor Orr wrote the piece. At, uh, how does a forgettable quarterback prospect with the build of a full pack and the mechanical flaws to match work his way into the draft and onto an NFL roster? And it goes into detail as to what they did to rebuild Brock Purdy. If you're interested in that, if you're a Cyclone fan, a Niners fan, hell, a football fan, uh, Sports Illustrated, Connor Orr wrote the piece. Nick Oson covers Iowa. With State for twenty four seven Sports Cyclone Alert dot com. Hello, Nick, Trent, and Ken. How are you? I'm doing very well, guys. It's good to have you back, Ken. How are you two doing? Doing well, and uh, appreciate you coming on. It's been a busy time for you. Uh, sounds like uh, there are some commitments that have come Iowa State's way in the last little while. What can you tell us? Yeah, yesterday was a very, very busy Sunday. Uh, so, you know, kind of what I have seen, couple commitments. First off from the transfer portal, running back Arlen Harris Jr. Uh, he's a Stanford transfer. Iowa State was involved in kind of his high school recruitment. Iowa was heavily involved there. Uh, I think Missouri, some of the Midwest schools. And it sounded like he wanted to, you know, kind of get back to the Midwest a little bit. Maybe a, a culture change, I believe he mentioned in our interview Kind of a bigger running back, but has improved on his speed the last couple years as well. And he, he's just going to be a really good addition to kind of a group of running backs at Iowa State that I think we've talked on it, you know, on this show. I feel that there's a lot of talent there, but they just kind of got hit by the injury bug and things of that nature last year. So he's from the portal. And then Zamir Hawk is going to be an addition to the 2023 class. Kind of, you know, essentially maybe a replacement for Jason Hammond the defensive tackle that 
you know, decommitted a couple weeks ago from Iowa State. Hawk was a guy that didn't have a ton of power five interest, but had some really good senior film. Eli Rashid, Derek Hooger, the staff did a really nice job there. And so that's already 20 commitments now for the class of 2023. And yesterday, what was a banner day for Iowa State football with commitments and obviously Brock Purdy at the next level as well. A lot of conversation happening on the football front about the possibility of a new strength and conditioning coach coming in from Boise State. Reed KG, I believe, is the pronunciation there. Anything at all? There was a, a reporter from Boise State that talked about that at first. What do you know on that front? Is there and, ties? And yeah, do we know what kind of connection, if any, there is to Matt Campbell? Yeah, actually, some some major ties. Uh, you know, I'm comfortable putting this out there. I put it on the board last week for the VIPs. Uh, he's someone, you know, I, I certainly expect that to uh, likely come to fruition. He, he interviewed with Iowa State about a week and a half ago, and kind of everything that I got from that interview was very positive about him. The ties there are he was actually on staff uh, with Iowa State, I believe, 2016 to 2018. I know it was for three years, and it was here, and obviously a lot of the same uh, staffers and familiarity with the program. So, yeah, definite connections there. It was one of maybe a couple names I had just kind of looked out for from the jump with potential mm-hmm. Iowa State connections. There was someone at, at Temple that I was kind of looking at as well. But, uh, yeah, I, I saw that report last night. That's something that's definitely kind of been out there for the subscribers for a little bit. And, you know, if that certainly does uh, become a reality, which I very much expect and maybe announced here uh, soon in the near future, I think it's a really good addition. I, I feel that he's a little bit on the younger side, brings a lot of energy, and, and I think it's going to be nice to have that familiarity within the Cyclones program as well. So once that gets done, are they done as far as position coaches, Nick? Is there anything left lingering? Uh, yeah, there will still be a couple. Uh, the big one, I would say, is offensive line. Uh, obviously, Manning, you know, that's yeah. kind of a position that, yeah, that, that we've talked about a lot little bit on the show and obviously throughout the season and then i am also interested you know obviously nate shieldhouse the new offensive coordinator he may still hold a a position i I do expect that but i'd be shell-shocked if you know they're having him be offensive coordinator and two position spots that's not something i expect so they'll likely be my my educated guess would be a new running backs coach and then i feel that he'll potentially still have one of the positions he already had as well as offensive coordinator so i'd say a big one there with strength and conditioning but still a few moves to be made as you know i know the staff in the program is really focused on kind of recruiting and wrapping up these classes getting some guys from the portal before fully moving on to next year and next season guys i know this is kind of in your wheelhouse you mentioned zamir uh coming in from new jersey zamir hawk and his commitment is that an area they're looking to tap into a recruiting area that has not been a whole lot of Iowa State players, certainly, that have come from Jersey. Is that something new? Or are they trying to find some new territory out there? Or is it just a guy that they happen to find in the recruiting process? Jersey and Iowa State, a new connection. Hmm. <laughs> For him specifically, Trent, I would say that it was you know potentially just kind of a great match to be found. However, in general, yeah, I do think that they're going to you know kind of explore that area a little bit. I know it's not maybe directly in, in Jersey, what I'm about to say, but I actually spoke with a player who's, uh, whose article I'll be putting out here soon from actually Pennsylvania, uh, a potential running back in the 2023 class, Abu Kamara. So I do feel 
that some of those connections within the staff and maybe as they found a lot of success in the Midwest already, they will start to look out east a little bit more. I just feel like, and I know we've hit on this even just last week, with a lot of kind of you know young, impressive, uh, relatable, really good position coaches and recruiters, I feel that they will kind of look outwardly a little bit more just because there's so much talent in some of these spots that maybe they haven't tapped into as much. Uh, Nick, I don't want you to name names. If there is anybody that falls into this category, that's unfair to ask me uh, for, for us to ask you this. But would you be surprised if there are any more um, roster players from this year that find their way into the portal? Or have we seen the end of that? Are you, are you, are you hearing any speculation? Again, no names, unless you feel comfortable saying that. Um, are, any, anything on the horizon? Yeah, I appreciate, you know, really how you put that kind of, honestly, I, I'm not expecting a ton, you know, I've, and I'll be consistent with that on the show as, as well as on my board. I got the sense when I was really kind of looking into the potential activity of the transfer portal, the staff, they're looking at certain positions, certain guys, but there's not necessarily a feeling of desperation or, oh, we've got all this roster overturning or anything like that. So, you know, will there potentially be a name or two after bowl season or maybe after some of these additions add up for the Cyclones? Sure. But I can honestly say I'm not even just being vague. There's nobody that I necessarily expect at this time. I feel like a lot of the players that were looking to leave have already done so. I think there's kind of this maybe new energy and, and focus this offseason of kind of getting the program where they feel it should be and back to where it should be. And I, I don't expect really many players at all, if any more prominent guys, to leave the program. When is the next transfer portal window? This one goes through January. Is it after spring football, after the semester? Do you remember offhand when the next uh, opening will be for the portal? That, that's about right. I don't have the exact date right now, but it makes a lot of sense because I remember that there was kind of that focus of area after spring last year. I would even say kind of in the middle of spring football is when okay. I started to see a couple names percolating, including a quarterback from here, obviously, uh, Bauman with Iowa State. Yeah. So mm-hmm. that's kind of when I would anticipate, but the heavy and vast majority really for all sides will will generally be right now. That's when staffers and coaches have a lot of meetings with the players. No matter the program, you'd think these guys kind of get the sense of where they're likely to stand in the near future. And that's definitely where my main focus is, especially for the Cyclones, maybe picking up two to three more players as well. And just to have it on the calendar, it is May 1st through the 15th. So a 15-day window that'll be open for a second time right after spring practice. Most everybody will be, if not wrapped up with their spring semester, very close to it at that point in time. Uh, Let's go to basketball from from yesterday, McNeese State. It was close early, uh, but then Iowa State, particularly in the the, uh, second half, uh, they clamped down defensively and the offense got going a little bit. Jazz Kuntz's best game, at least production-wise, offensively, uh, was uh, was yesterday. What did uh, TJ say after the game that he was pleased with? Yeah, somebody else asked TJ about this, and it, it was one of the things I was, you know, potentially thinking of during the game as well. I just felt like there was really that renewed focus on kind of being the more physical team, the more aggressive team, which honestly you didn't really see in Iowa City. And I know that's something that the players and staff were not really happy with after the game. So I felt like it was that, you know, shots are going to fall no matter who it's really coming from. That's going to happen eventually. Yesterday, Jazz, he was terrific. Really on both ends, I felt like even though 
he's maybe scored more in, in his college career. I felt like that may have been his most complete game. I love what I'm seeing from some of these guys just crashing the glass consistently. Watson, Jones, I felt like Ward had a couple really nice moments. And Jaron Holmes kind of got back into what he's shown he can do with the Cyclones program. We knew it wouldn't all be smooth with this year's team and the roster, especially with Jeremiah Williams obviously getting hurt before the season got going. But nothing other than maybe kind of the margin of defeat against Iowa, nothing has really surprised me so far about this Iowa State team. And I'm really I'm looking forward a little bit to Big 12 play to see how they really stack up against some of these very Ditto. deep, talented teams in the conference. Trey King, he will be eligible Is according he? to John Rothstein for the Western Michigan game. So, Good. I mean, that adds to kind of a ho-hum non-conference game. That's going to add to the intrigue over the weekend, isn't it? I'll say. Absolutely, yeah. I can tell you a lot of you know readers and fans are very excited to see Trey King, and I think he's going to be a really good addition. I, I certainly expect him to play. You know, I I thought that kind of before Rothstein put that that tweet out recently, and I think he's going to bring a level of being able to step away from the hoop, you know, shoot a little bit as a few of the post forwards can do on this team. It sounds like he's pretty athletic and versatile defensively, and. I can tell you just from watching him on the bench, he is very locked into this team. He's going to provide energy similar to Jazz and Robert Jones. And I'm excited because that adds just another depth piece to a team that I think we could certainly agree looks like it could certainly be contending in February and March as postseason comes back. Here, here, preaching to the choir and fingers crossed. We'll get your report card on Trey King when when you join us. A week from today, Nick Oson. You have a wonderful week, Nick. Anything coming up at CycloneAlert.com you'd like to share with us? Yeah, actually, I, I was able to catch up just before this with a couple more players that were here for official visits from the transfer portal this weekend. So we will have that this afternoon. I have some basketball recruiting updates as well. Busy, but, but good things, guys. I really appreciate it. Thank you, Nick. Have a wonderful week. You too. We'll talk to you soon. Yep, take care. Nick Olson, 24-7 SportsCycloneAlert.com. Well, it's almost time for Mr. Monday Night. We'll take a time out. He joins us next. Mr. Monday Night on Miller & Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3. <laughs> Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Well, Mr. Monday Night's on a heater. It's the Patriots. It's Arizona. It's 7.15 ESPN. Mr. Monday Night, who's he going to play? Let's find out. Mr. Monday Night loves underdogs. You know this. It's a tight number. Mm-hmm. It's Arizona, a home dog. Mr. Monday Night loves his home dogs. Not tonight. Give me New England. Minus the two as Mr. Monday Night sits at 9-4 and four on the season. Great. That's making money. Friday, by the way, my picks. Yeah, how'd you do? Four and one. Nice. Well done. Cincinnati got you. Those Bengals. Those freaking Bengals are good. Bengals are top three AFC. Oh, absolutely. Eagles in the equation. Who's who's the fifth best team? So we're going to do the Bills and the Chiefs and the Bengals and the Eagles in some form or fashion. Who else? Cowboys? 49ers? I like... Geez. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes is the answer. I think that is the answer. Uh, Murph and Andy will be here in five minutes. KXNO Drive with Heather and Sean in, well, two hours and five minutes. They get underway at three. We're Miller and Condon. You hear Trent and I talking sports with you weekdays from 11 to 1 
right here on Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO.